1: And welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Sewer.
0: Hello. That sounded very enthusiastic, Curtis. I know it was supposed to be. Um, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the great concept of omnipresence. And so
1: what is omnipresence for those who don't know?
0: It's uh, well, we have talked about this on a previous podcast. So, for those of you who have not been paying attention for the last three or four hundred episodes that we've done, the concept of omnipresence is uh, something that was created well, maybe not created, but uh, is explained very thoroughly by Grant Cardone and Frank Kern, uh, specifically in the book, uh, The 10x Rule, and many of uh, Frank's trainings. So, basically, what it means is that you are perceived to be everywhere, it's like God you're perceived to be everywhere
1: yeah this is something
0: if you hadn't noticed
1: this is something i focus a lot on he's next to you right now no but i think that like i think no but i I think it's not a stretch to say that i i have a huge emphasis on omnipresence in my own brand
0: you do now the way that matt does have an omnipresence in his own brand just to point it out for anybody who doesn't quite get the concept is he uses email he uses instagram he uses facebook he uses twitter he uses youtube uh guest articles are a big thing yeah he has a podcast he writes for metal injection he writes for ghost cult he writes for doomed and stone he does multiple guest podcasts he goes on uh Sorry, he does multiple guest uh, blog posts. He goes on multiple podcasts. I think he runs currently two podcasts, uh, Dumb and Dumbest and one other one. I mean, he... The Daily Music Business podcast, which you are technically a part of, even if you have failed to show up thus far. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, like all these types of things. So it's like one of those things where it's kind of like he kind of hopes like, you know, if you kind of look just for like a brief minute on the internet or just somewhere, you're going to see the name Matt Bacon pop up. And the reason why this is important is because um, like, if you ever read or listen to anything that Grant Cardone does, he goes into this concept very, very thoroughly, which is that he brings up the point of Coca-Cola who are everywhere and that you can never forget about Coca-Cola. Like you walk down the street, you're going to see a sign about Coca-Cola pretty quickly. You turn on the TV you're probably going to see an ad about Coca-Cola. If you go on the internet, you're probably going to see something about Coca-Cola pop up pretty darn quick. You go into a store, they're there. You know what I mean? You go to like, unless the place has an embargo with Pepsi and otherwise, they're there. You know what I mean? Which is true though. Like pretty much everywhere you go, you can find Coke, any country in the world, anything, you know, any, any kind of explains because a lot of people will go like, you know, I don't want to be too overexposed. And he brings up things like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all these types of things that are, like, everywhere you see them and people can't forget about them. So the main trick is that this takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. But there is a way to have it eventually be where you can start to have a method of omnipresence. Like, Matt still hasn't even reached omnipresence. Like, he's nowhere close. And he does a
1: lot and, and, and a lot of things I try to do to get omnipresence don't work out. Like I shot last year at Hellfest, I shot literally 30 minute long interviews, um, 31 minute long interviews, just to, just to be very clear about what I did. Um, and the idea was that we were going to run them all on the Hellfest page because I, I, I'm on like their media team or whatever. And we probably ran like four, which I yeah. thought, you know, and, and like I'm not saying all of them were necessarily worthy of being run to, you know, 80,000 people or whatever. But like, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't always work out the way you think it's gonna work out. Like, it's not always like, oh, well, I did this thing, and now, and now I'm just gonna have a shit fuck of followers out of it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, you can't just depend on one piece of content.
1: Oh, well, like, 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 you know. And sometimes it's like, you know, like YouTube isn't really something I'm that good at, or that I have spent. That much time on, but like every once in a while, I have a YouTube thing that takes off. And then I think it's important to to be accessing different markets. Also, not um, for me, it's important in terms of genre, you know, which is why like although I have a lot of stoner rock stuff, I really like that there's people who only know me because of my connection to black metal or my connection to hardcore, because mm-hmm. I do a lot within each of those communities all the
0: time. And I'll bet but you there's like, probably people listening to this right now that have no idea you have a connection to any one of those genres. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and
1: that's, the, that's the beauty of it, right? Is that sometimes people are like, wait, you like know Gal? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we talk about cricket.
0: <laughs> do, you know, do you know
1: Max Cavalera,
0: can I ask? Oh
1: my God. <laughs> I toured with his son. It was a really horrible fucking tour. Not because of his son, I want to point out. What about Joan Jett? Do you
0: know Joe Jett? I met Joan Jett. Um, that was very cool. Anyways, back onto the main subject, which it, now that i have been teasing, Matt. <laughs> no, but but the point the point is right. Like,
1: it's really important to focus on being everywhere and giving, pe- letting people understand. Like, oh, look, this is all the shit we do.
0: Well, you but agree? it's not even necessarily just that, though, Matt. Like, one thing I want to point out, though, is that if you're omnipresent, it's kind of like you can bust through all the rest of the stuff that's out there too right because yeah the the sheer the sheer quantity of uh facebook messages the sheer quantity of tweets the sheer quantity of instagram posts it's very like one thing i want to point out is 99.9 percent of the people uh time most people have no idea that you posted something or did something almost it's true like i mean i gave this example before and nobody wants to hear that but it's but yeah it's true. Like I like I gave this example before, but I had a band that I worked with a couple of years ago. Great band, really like the band. The guy had kept in touch with me and everything like that. And uh, he he had even sent me a link telling me his new album was out and I wanted to hear it. Somehow I was out, I was walking or something like that. I saw the message, clicked on it, forgot about it, and I had a dozen more messages come in. Totally forgot about it. 6 months later, I found out he had an album out. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> And I was friends with this guy. I followed his band's pages on every fucking platform. I'd missed it, completely missed it. And he yeah. like, and the guy even did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah, and, and, you know, like like it, 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 it. It's always
1: that question of everything is bigger and smaller than you think it is. We've talked about this before, right? Yeah. So what what does this mean? It means that Jessica Pimentel from Orange Is the New Black, among other things. Like, I think kind of found out about me from Gimme, my my Gimme Radio Show, which is has a following but is not big, and yeah. and and Bacon's Bits, okay, yeah. so that's cool. So she found out about me through that, even though she's like you know, actually famous. But meanwhile, Frank Godla from Metal Injection, who I've been writing for for years, only learned about Bacon's Bits like. April 2019, so a year after they'd been going, when I was, when we were literally in Norway together um, spe- speaking at the same conference and he was like, why are you here? <laughs>
0: yep. yep. You
1: know, and and that's, yep. that's not like, that's not like a dig on Frank, like Frank's obviously done a lot for me and I like Frank a lot, you know, um, yep. and I don't expect everyone to know everything about me all the time. I just think like that's a really good story kind of talking about what what happens that nobody really understands or acknowledges?
0: Yeah, like 90 percent of all people who follow you are not do not know what you are doing just because you ha- you are at the bottom of the algorithm, or they saw it and they missed it and they it didn't register because of everything else. So, like, I've had people tell me like they don't want to share a, like a stream that they did twice because they're worried that their whole their whole following is going to be mad that they're spamming them. But here's the thing: is again, like, what's the percentage of people that see one Facebook post when you post it? Isn't it like five percent or something?
1: Uh, Yeah, that that would be like if you had a good page.
0: Yeah, so if you got a good page, and let's well define good page like ten thousand. But I mean, like a
1: page with like good
0: engagement. Oh, okay. So like, if you got even have ten thousand followers, like what's that? Five hundred out of the yeah you know, 10,000 people are going to see that post maybe. And out of those 10, out of those 500 people, like how many people like, you know, actually took the time to click on it, even bothered to have it register or just kind of like scrolled through, you know what I mean? So this is kind of like the thing a lot of people don't quite realize. So like another good example is like, like with me, I'll send out my promos to media multiple times. I've stepped up the game lately too, because I'm noticing that, like I know people people go some people will complain because they get a promo more than once, but if I send that same promo to people that haven't opened it and I send it like uh, four or five times, a lot of times I'll get a really good, good review or a person that just missed the first five emails, click on that email, and I'll get a really good placement as a result of that. Yeah. Like I've had like major magazines like not open the promo till like the sixth time, and they're like, "Oh well, wow, fuck, this is great," which I would never have done if I hadn't sent it. 600. And
1: the thing is, the thing you have to understand is think about how little attention you pay to stuff and how much you forget stuff. Yeah. And then realize that's the case
0: for every single person you know. Yeah, everybody's, almost everybody's following 500 people, 600 people. They're all forgetting stuff. Like, fuck, I don't even know. Like, I, I'll be honest, and Matt will probably say the same thing for me. I don't keep track of, like, probably 80% of what Matt does. And then I'll find out later, like a week later about something that he did, like literally. And I work with Matt quite closely. It's the same thing with Keefe. I don't fucking pay attention as much because I'm, a, I'm absorbed in my own shit, my things with my clients. And, you know, I do pay attention, but it's like, I'm not joking. I, I would be willing to bet probably like 80% of the stuff that you do, I probably, it probably goes in one ear and out the other. And that's probably the exact same thing with you and me. You know what I mean? And it's like that with pretty much everybody. So if it's like that with us... I can guarantee you the rest of the world is the same way.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Right. And that's the thing, right? Is like, I'm it's not like being how well, it's like how all these studies show that, you know, you that other people, um that like you think about yourself, you know, and like your your petty failings or whatever a lot more than other people ever will. Yeah. Right? Like totally like you're everyone is convinced that they're awkward and weird you know but like when it comes down to it everyone is convinced that they're awkward and weird not just you no one is like pointing at you behind your back because we're all that way Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and like and and it's really you know and like it's kind of arrogant to think that, like, someone would actually, I don't know, give enough of a shit to, like, still be coming at you after that. You, you know what I mean? But, like, that's the thing, right? Totally. It's, like, it's, like, we're all concerned that other people are watching us or making fun of us or whatever. You know what I mean? That's, like, a universal thing for humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that's, that's how it is. So like, and that's fine. You just have to operate with that in mind. You know what yep. I mean? Like, I think that, you know, and so, okay. So, so, but to circle back, what what does this mean for omnipresence? Well, it means that omnipresence becomes all the more important because what you're trying to do essentially is make sure that people can never goddamn forget you. You know, like yep. when I started doing bacon spits and started like, really getting traction on this I would get feedback from people would be like I see your face all the goddamn time Mm -hmm. but like that's what I wanted was like I wanted people to see my face all the goddamn time because Mm -hmm. when people see my face all the time it means I'm making more money it means I'm making an impression it means that people remember me you know it's the same reason that it's a priority for Slipknot to be everywhere constantly because yep. when it comes down to it, it means that Corey Taylor gets to make a little bit more money because you're constantly thinking about Slipknot. Everything Slipknot well, does is broadcast and becomes that much more important. And when it becomes that much not more even, important.
0: You know, but they here's just, the they thing is it's also a future thing, too, because even if people like, don't even immediately do anything with your band this week, they're going to remember about you.
1: Yeah. Right. It's the advertising rule of sevens. It's this idea that people yeah. need to see something seven times before they act on it, right? Which is yeah. super important to me personally. This is a, how I dictate a lot of my stuff is I want people, you know, if people need to see my stuff seven times, I'm going to goddamn make sure they see my stuff seven times.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, you know, just, you know,
1: Um. and it's really that simple. And I think, you know, again, like, it's easy to kind of complicate that or over dramatize it. But Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. It's just, people, I want people to see my things. And if seven's the magic number, I'm going to make sure we get to that magic number.
0: Well, I want to point out, I actually saw something where Frank Kern last year claims that it's gone up to 24 times now. Oh
1: yeah, no, I mean, yeah. when I say
0: advertising rule of sevens, like it's very much a, uh,
1: a a constantly growing number because we all see so many ads all the yeah. time that we yeah. can't even process it half the time now right it's like people are spending 0.7 seconds on a piece of content or some dumb bullshit like we're just constantly drinking from the fire hose of ad content again which means that people need to see your name because if people see your name enough then they're going to be like oh okay i should probably do some digging or learn you know a little bit about what they're doing like why is this cool why are they you know what have they done that I'm seeing their name all the time? Um, yeah. you know, or they like, block again, you and whatever. Who cares? Yeah, like got more think, people. think about how you discover bands. You know, the way you discover bands, I guarantee you, is very similar to how other people discover bands, the way I discover bands, right? Which is yep. you hear the band's name a bunch of times and then you finally check it out. Yep. None of us, you know, we all say we all might say we do, but none of us are like actually checking out all our friends' recommendations. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like like maybe you have like one or two trusted friends who you like you'll you know, if they say, Oh, hey, you should really listen to this bro, they'll listen to it. But like most of the time people aren't checking out other people's recommendations. Most of us are you know, we're just focused on our own thing. We're just in our own world, you know? Yep. Um, so you know, so like I won't check something out if one friend recommends it to me. Unless
0: it's one of two or three people who I really value their opinion. Um, and even uh, then, it might take you a while before you even listen to it. Um, for
1: basically everyone except Mark Rosselli, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Mark, Mark, just to clarify, is like a Grammy Award winner, so he's got a little bit more clout than... Yeah, yeah. Mark else is Mark, knows.
1: like produced the Foo Fighters. <laughs> like, like, if Mark we tells me to there. listen to something...
0: Yeah, but... No, but you kidding? Well, I, I, I wasn't trying to bring it up. You brought it out of me. I didn't bring um, up the Foo Fighters, but I just said. Like, no, but but you it. brought out that he was he was significant.
1: But what I'm trying yeah. to say is that Curtis is right. That essentially, um, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily, <clears throat> you know. But again, this is true of all of us. No one is really like checking out a bunch of bands just Um, willy-nilly you know there has to be this convincing thing that goes on which which maybe you don't like it you know but it's but I'm not gonna like lie and pretend it's not a hundred percent part of what happens Mm -hmm. Um, you know so so just realize that it's a lot of touches before people are going to start to act on your shit. And so that's why you need to be omnipresent. Now, how do you establish omnipresence, Curtis? We've talked about this a little bit and this podcast is We're, running along, but I just want to get on this.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing you got to do is you got to start, you got to start by doing extra stuff and more than what you think you need to yeah, do. It's always more to than to what you known. think it's going to need. It's always more than you think it needs to be. Yeah. So if you're posting one piece of content on your Instagram, take that piece of content and repurpose it for your facebook repurpose it for your uh, twitter repurpose it for your snapchat tiktok whatever the fuck you got your youtube and slap it all down and then you know what repurpose it again for later in the day later in the week and just keep going with it like here's here's one thing that i here's one thing i just want to point out just super quick is like if you can repurpose something multiple times, especially a song, it is the easiest thing to do. You can make a lyric video. You can make a regular video. You can make it just the audio. You can have sound clips. You can like add bonus shit. There's like no limit basically to what you could do with one song. you could probably get like 10 pieces of content just out of one track if you really wanted to. And then if you put that across all the different social media platforms and YouTube, you could probably have, I'm not joking, probably 40 or 50 pieces of content. Yeah you know, Gary Vee
1: has that uh, free white paper on it that you can get on his website, you know, like yeah, I forgot about that oh. the, these are things you can do you know, yeah. ultimately it's about being on a bunch of platforms and it's about not being afraid to ask other people if you can use their platforms that that could be guest yeah. articles, you know I think that's always really good, but it could be other things like getting a shout out on a friend's page, you know, it could be um,
0: well, just even for a musician, like let's say it's a song, like the concept of guest posting for a song that could be asking other bands you know to share your shit on their pages you know what i mean that like that's just one example no band ever does that like how many bands do you ever see that actually ask other bands to share their songs on their page i barely ever see it do you
1: yeah but you know but like and and and, you know and the reason that always comes off as weird is because you're not asking bands you're actually friends with that's the thing it's got to be bands you're friends with (laughs) Like, if it's a band you're connected with, then, like, it's going to work, you know? But so many people yeah. just think, like, strangers are going to post about them, and that's not the case. But, like, mm-hmm. your homies will probably talk about you. If you were like, hey, could you, like, give us some love? Like, yeah, it would happen, you know? Like...
0: I know, it's amazing, because to, almost nobody thinks about
1: it. sharing, and you have to be willing to go everywhere, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to push, you know? Like, that's how yeah. I grew Bacon's Bits, was I just asked, like, I'm, like... Hundreds of people if I could run bacon's bits on their pages, yeah. and it worked you know not not quickly, but eventually people mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, yeah, of course you can run a bacon's bit on my page, you know like of course, yeah. like you clearly are someone who cares about this community and are clearly someone trying to like do something meaningful, so yeah, you know to t- go and take it, you know have have that and and mm-hmm. it and slowly but surely, it grew, you know yep. um. So I don't know, like, like, I think that the answer is there. You just have to push and you have to like not be shy about pushing and you have to yep. make sure that you're putting yourself in as many places as possible. I think that's the really big thing. I think is that people are only in one or two places and they don't understand like, no, you have to write constant guest posts. You have to write, you know, like you have to be pushing wherever you can, whenever you can, there's a reason I'm always asking people if I can be on their podcasts. There's a, there's a reason I'm always trying to guest post on different blogs because ultimately mm-hmm. every little extra blog I get to do a guest post in is a little bit of extra attention for me and yep. every little extra bit of attention for me. Well, that's, that's what I need, you know, is that's what I'm looking for is I'm looking for that extra five percent or that extra you know whatever whatever the thing is that's going to get me that much further over the hump yep um i don't know i i I think that basically boils down what we're trying to get at here is just it's about figuring out what you can do that will get you over the hump and it will just get you into people's faces no matter what. And that's yep. hard, but it's also, you know, what needs to happen.
0: Yep. Does is that about wrap her up there, Curtis? I would say it does. I think we touched on everything we needed to touch on in this. I'm ready for the, are, Curtis are we Curtis has cut yet, out so. again. He's been having
1: some audio issues lately, but we're not going to hold it against him. Um, this. So <laughs> point being, Omnipresence is important. It's hard. I'm not gonna lie to you and claim that it's easy. You know, I spend a lot of time trying to push omnipresence, trying to grow. But at the end of the day, it is hundred percent worth it. You know, it's hundred percent worth it to attack on different um, on different platforms. It's a hundred percent worth it to keep learning, to keep figuring out, okay, where are new places I can develop, where are new places I can put myself, where are new places I can grow, learn, you know meet new people. Uh, it's going to take you some time, but like all the best things take time. So this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening.